0: Hello friends. I hope you're healthy, mind, body, and soul. I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of longer nights and cooler temperatures, aka winter. But it happens every year. If I could afford to go south for the winter, I would, and then come back for the summer here. Speaking of cooler temperatures, is Halloween on? Is it canceled? How are we gonna have a safe Halloween for the kids? Because if we cut them out of Halloween right now, they'll remember it in the future when we're old and we need their help and they'll be like, remember that 2020 Halloween? And yeah, then we'll be screwed. So what is the safe way to trick or treat? What is it? I, I, I I don't know. I don't know, I don't have kids and I don't mind handing out candy. I think it's great. It's fun, I love the tradition. And this Halloween is on a Saturday and it's a full moon and the weather looks reasonable in Wyoming. The stars have aligned for trick-or-treating. Now, maybe the solution is this. now, Don't do it. You don't have to do this, but maybe get people on the same page. Answer your door with a mask on. You know, the face coverings you wear everywhere else. Answer your door with that on. And then parents, when you get home with all that candy your kid has collected throughout the neighborhood, you wipe the candy down before you give it to the kids. Put the gloves on, wipe it down with alcohol, we all have wipes these days, so wipe it down before the kids get it. And if your kids walk up to a door and the person doesn't have a mask on, give me the candy, tell them to walk away. We're all adults here. We don't need kids spreading it to other adults, other households and such. So if you're gonna do Halloween, if you're gonna pass out candy from your front door, wear a mask, it's not that hard wear a mask or just shut your light off and forget Halloween this year. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna shut my light off, but I'm going to wear a mask when we have trick-or-treaters. And in Wyoming, it's kinda hard to get trick-or-treaters on Halloween, because it usually snows, so the weather is a lot cooler then. And they've doing a lot more safe trick-or-treating where people will go downtown or maybe in a particular business, and there's less neighborhood trick-or-treating, but I still think it's pretty cool, and so my light will be on, and. Hopefully I'll be able to give out some candy. Now today's guest is Zita Nikasun. She is a former high school classmate of mine, a year younger than me, and I don't think we've talked since college. But like most people, Facebook got our paths to cross again, so I had to get her on the show.
1: New Mexico, raised primarily in Laramie, Wyoming.
0: So did your parents meet down in New Mexico or is that no. the place where they decided to have you?
1: They actually met at the University of Wyoming. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so met, got married, moved to Tennessee, um, Nashville, had my brother there, moved to New Mexico, had me. And then we moved, my mom moved up to Laramie. So I'd go back and forth between Laramie and Santa Fe, New Mexico.
0: What what caused the move around? Were they academics? Is that, I mean, they meant the
1: university. Well, actually, because they were also really invested in like civil rights. And so they went to Tennessee to to kind of, um, it was the late 60s, early 70s. So they went there to kind of just help out and do what they could there. And yeah, and then they went to New Mexico to do that with the indigenous people.
0: So they met here at the University of Wyoming in Laramie. Um, Were they both originally from Wyoming or how did they find their ways to the, the university?
1: Yeah, no. What my my grandpa was one of the biggest ranchers for a while in Wyoming, Um, and uh, so my dad's from Wyoming. My my mother is actually from Oregon, and but raised in Colorado.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, she
1: just went to Wyoming to, um, I don't know, to get out of Colorado.
0: Always the case. Something different for people. Um, So were you, did you leave Albuquerque at a young age or do you have memories? Besides going back and forth, I guess, because your dad was there. Sounds like Um, So do you have a lot of memories of growing up there?
1: I don't, well, I don't have memories because we left there when I was two of Albuquerque, but I have a lot of memories of my brother and I in Santa Fe because that's where we would go back to or Laramie. Yeah. Both places. Yeah.
0: Well, you speak of a brother. Um, where do you fit in the mix? Oldest, middle, I guess. I mean, you're
1: I'm un- the youngest.
0: <laughs> you are the youngest. I'm
1: the youngest. So my brother, yes, Bur- burl Nickerson.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And how what's the age difference there? Three years.
1: Mm-hmm. Three years. Yeah. So oh. he was my older brother. Yeah. Big brother.
0: Big brother. Yeah. Um were you guys like tight as siblings? I mean, were you like just the shadow sister?
1: (laughs) Well, I think I was that shadow sister, but, uh, he was always a good, he was always a good older brother, always protective, always let me hang around with him and his friends. And, you know, so, uh, I think, you know, I, I found friendships in, in that too, but, um, yeah, we're still close. We're still really close.
0: I have a lot of my sisters and I have well, huge age differences, six between my older sister and myself, 11 between my younger sister and myself. So I was definitely kid tag along to the older sister, uh, younger sister. I was more became more of another parent. Um, she did tag along, but there's such a difference between our ages and what we're into. We get along great nowadays and such, but there's just, we just didn't have a whole lot of common when I'm like a senior in high school. You know and she's seven you know so right. that kind of stuff <laughs> but uh i mean idolized she told me she idolized me and all that stuff and we i, mean, I can still feel that and all that the sisters look up to older siblings and everybody always yeah. look up to their older sibling like i myself my older sister but after a while i was a middle kid so i went i was tired got tired of living in that shadow and so i was like there's a new New Rude because my <laughs> older sister was the original Rude. That was her nickname.
2: Really? And
0: then I, yeah, that was in, when we grew up in Oregon, and then I had it for one. The same coach gave a, me the same name, and then we moved here, but she didn't go to high school, or she didn't have any sort of uh, history here. So it developed later on. But I always have to give her props. She's like, and she'll say it. She's like, I'm the original Rude, and I go, I made it famous. <laughs> then,
2: right, right. Yeah. So,
0: well, as a kid, were you like into books into athletics into, you know, just hanging out, reading?
1: I was pretty shy growing up. So like I would, I literally, I would probably just hang around with my brother. Like (laughs) that's that's how much of a shadow sibling I was, was like, if he had friends hanging out, I mean, I had friends too, but if he had friends, I'd kind of, hang along and hang out he had played basketball i'd go watch basketball um yeah i mean i wasn't really into athletics I, I wasn't super competitive but i watched them yeah and um yeah i i uh smurfs smurfs were a big thing for me yes i loved loved smurfs
0: how long I, did that last a couple years <laughs>
1: uh I still have my collection that I've now passed on to my children, but nice. yeah, yeah, I was, uh I, you know, they were pretty cool for the majority of my youth.
0: I was sad so, so to say this, but when the Smurfs came on, when I was watching cartoons on Saturdays, I was out the door. I was done with cartoons. I was not a big fan oh. of the Smurfs. I, oh. I watched them here and there, but I was definitely not like collecting or anything. I, I was, Dawn for the day watching cartoons. Yeah, no, I'm sad. I'm sorry. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was all into the Smurfberry Crunch. That was the cereal to eat. And
0: they were good at marketing and such (laughs) and everything. And the live action movie was interesting. I think it was the new one. Yeah. 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 Funny. I mean, definitely. There's a time where I'm like, man, could you stop remaking my youth and come up with something original? In the Um, movie theaters, I'm sure you feel the same way. I
1: do, I do. That's like across the board with so much. Yeah. How they like add music in, like music from our time into like present day music. And it's like, wait a minute. That was like, you're listening to what I used to listen to. Yeah.
0: Very true. The nineties are uh, in full fashion at the University of Wyoming right now.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: Some days I'm like, did I leave? I don't, I, this <laughs> pause on time. I didn't really leave. Uh were you a good student? No. No?
1: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really didn't care. I it took me a while to learn to read, but it it but finally once I did, then I like excelled. So I was reading classics and probably late, late elementary, middle school. I was reading like Jane Eyre and wow. and um you know, just uh, turning the screw, different kind of classic novels, but, um, but otherwise, I mean, that was just fun reading when it came to school. I was not, not in love with it. I really didn't. I don't know. I just was kind of a, a little bit of a, I don't know that I'd say lost. I don't think I was lost. I just didn't find my passion for a while. So
0: eh. I, I thought school when I figured I just want to play football, and it was an ends to a means sometimes. Like that. Yeah. Wasn't, and I really didn't find like pleasure or any part of learning probably till later. And I mean maybe towards the yeah. end of the school or college. But not realizing that was like a purpose behind all this. Yeah.
2: Right. So <laughs> I would do with that.
0: <laughs> besides playing sports. And I and I, I I grew up, you know, with a family of academics. My stepmom, my dad, our teacher were teachers. My stepdad was a t- like, you too, as well. And I'm just like, sorry, I'm uh, not that brainy. And they're like, okay, maybe sports is your thing, you know? And, <laughs> and I was like, well, what if sports runs out, you know? And it eventually does. And it did. And I was like, oh, great. Now I got to use my brain. Like, yeah. I, I wish I, looking back, and I was, you're the only one that can apply your own kind of discipline to actually learning when you're younger um because you know your parents can push you as much as they can but if you're not in it it's not going to happen and I definitely wasn't I don't like learning as much as I do now than I did back like now I do I think it's fantastic I love learning time every day yeah pressure's not there (laughs) pressure's not there but it's always good to keep learning I always I tell that to people all the time yeah um yeah so not that good academics were you like, okay, I made it through hanging out with my brother. Was it a big, like when he, did he, he left for college or did he go to the University of Wyoming?
1: No, no, he went away to college. He started out and he went to Rock Springs. So yeah, it was a huge adjustment. And then I think I just kind of like got into, <laughs> I got into socializing and a lot of partying.
0: Okay. Yeah. So
1: I think he kind of kept me away from that for a little bit, but uh, a lot of partying and yeah. Um, you know, just kind of did the last couple of years of high school, having fun that way. And um, yeah, no, I just, I, I really didn't have a whole lot of direction at that time, but uh, yeah, I, I was okay with that. I'm okay with that now.
0: Yeah, did, so were you like, okay, I, I want to go to college or was like, I just want to get through high school.
1: Shoot. That's a hot, I don't even know if I remember what I was thinking um, I think I wanted to go to college. I wanted to move back to New Mexico for oh. good. Um, but I wanted to go to college. Um, but you know, I did have my daughter at a young age. So yeah. So my oldest daughter I had right out of high school, right. Wow. Quickly after high school. So, um, well, probably like two months. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> There you go.
1: Yeah, so so then that that I felt like drove me to I I need to pull my my shit together and go to college and you know make a life for her.
0: That will do it. So <laughs> That's it. Another, another mouth of motivation. Another mouth to feed. Yeah, that should do it. That should do it. Yep.
1: Don't so recommend I- it. Not at that age. But no. yeah,
0: <laughs> you're hoping you would find other motivation, but it is, right.
1: Yeah. That that worked for me. Yes.
0: And so did you go to where did you go to college? University of Wyoming, right?
1: I did. I So I didn't move away. Um, I, I did go to the University of Wyoming. I got my bachelor's degree in psychology and uh, with a minor in criminal justice and pretty close to world religion. I think I was a class short of wow. uh, having a minor in that. And that was a lot of fun. That's when I really like excelled at learning i loved learning at that point
0: well did the kid slow your lifestyle down like the college lifestyle is not that (laughs) conducive to having children right you know or a child and
1: it's not but i will say i mean i i do give a lot of credit to both my mother and and my brother because he came back, uh, for a year and finished up his undergrad degree and also helped me with my daughter. And, uh, and then my mom did as well. So while it was restrictive, I, uh, you know, I got to live a little bit, but not, I, I I think I was really out of that kind of mentality by that point. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So not the frat parties or whatever, but, I think
0: I did that in high school. Uh, I did it for you in college too. So
1: <laughs> awesome. See was, there.
0: Yeah, I tell the people that like, oh, I got my act together. And I was like, well, I didn't it took me like six years to get through that. <laughs> so it's like, but I but like even if like year five I would have graduated, I had no idea what I want to do. I was like, people are like, what are you gonna do? I was like, I don't know. I
2: really no
0: I I had a broadcast, I would have a, I have a broadcasting degree now, but I had no idea like what it was going to take where it was going to take me I was, I was like it built you to work in tv news which i did not love doing by any means or wanting to do but it was an ins to a means i'd want to do sports yeah That's i got good at shooting video in college and i was good at that aspect but you don't always walk into those jobs right away and so you kind of got to put in the groundwork and such so I think um,
1: especially coming from lair or wyoming like
0: yeah.
1: where, cheyenne casper is that where the news stations are
0: you, yeah. And like, and Denver, everybody goes, and I was like, I'm not moving to Denver. Cause I hate all their sports teams. So I was like, sorry, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, the, I walked into the job fair at the university of Wyoming and both TV stations, Casper and Cheyenne, like jumped out of their seats. And I was like, no, I was like, you guys don't pay, you wouldn't be able to pay me enough. I was like, I make more money staying here. And I was like, and what you put on the air would drive me crazy. It does drive me crazy. I don't watch it. And it's like, you take my beautiful video and jack it up. So luckily I'd already started putting in roads to New York and um, I worked at a summer camp out there. I was familiar with the lay of the land. I'd met now my ex-wife. And weirdly enough, my dad, who's not anywhere in the TV world, my stepdad is, my dad sent my resume into the right person. It made up the chain. I got a call. Wow. I a, yeah. A news station as a freelancer. And then eventually got a job there. It was about to market the size of New Orleans. Um, that's pretty long, long Island. A lot. When I say <laughs> it to people that are from there, they're like, Oh yeah, you know that. Yeah. Yep. I worked with them and that person. Uh-huh. And so it was,
1: <laughs> that's cool.
0: I, I learned a lot, but I'm glad I don't do that anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. So were you in front of the camera or behind the camera?
0: I was always wanting to be behind. Like I had all the skills. That's where I developed everything. And then um, I came back here and we had a talk show and they needed more talent and they were to cover certain areas. And I was like, I'll do it. I'm so, I'm comfortable in front of the camera and I know what you want on the other side. So it, yeah. I started doing that more. And the next thing I know, they're like, we're going to use your voice for like a PSA. And I'm like, what? and all that and then i'm on radio shows now and i always was like i'm i I create i'm not the talent and so it was interesting (laughs) to see go full circle and use it like i never i never went into it like a lot of people do i want to be in front of the camera i want to be the main event yeah like well it's best if you know how to do all this other stuff first and then do all and then do that because then you can help those people that are behind the camera like oh try this true well
1: so you really I, have made the rude famous
0: yes definitely definitely <laughs> um yeah i i thought it was really famous when i DJed in laramie when i was in college and then i was just rude and i was a dj it wasn't like rude dj rude which became a thing
2: uh-huh
0: when i moved back i applied to be a bouncer at lovejoys because i was like i spent all my money here might as well <laughs> be a bouncer. Right. And the bartender, the bartender, the manager was like, you were DJ at the parlor a few years ago. And I was like, yeah, it's been a while. Life's changed. I don't even know how." a lot. She's like, you're our new DJ. And I was like, what, how do you are <laughs> going to be any good? And she's like, you'll be fine. And I listened to the guy. I, I trained with the guy that was currently at the time. Cause he's going into law school and uh yeah I was fine I knew what I was I picked right back up but I can clearly tell they weren't happy with him because he guy was that angry stupid drunk at the end of the night oh so it's time for him to go yeah I will I'm not so uh and I played good music and next thing you know I see in the newspaper it's like DJ rude like she made it DJ rude <laughs> and, uh, and it's always these like and how I got my first DJ job at the parlor
1: yeah where the parlor was uh was that right, on okay. uh third street or it's, oh, above the buckhorn. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. Wow, that's
0: a. We'd go there so much. Um, one night, the manager was like, rude. You like music? And I was like, well, yeah. He's like, you want to be a DJ? And I was like, yeah. No idea what I was getting right. Like, that's how it all started. I didn't push <laughs> to get in the door or anything. Or anything like that. It was just offered to me and I ran with it. And thank God, because I didn't want to be a bouncer. That's Shitty work. Um, yeah. I don't think I was fast enough as bartender, uh, but I did yeah. it when I could. I like I don't mind bartending, but DJ was the spot.
2: Yeah, um, no kidding.
0: Yeah, that and also that didn't extend your college career because you don't yes. want to go to morning classes. Oh, man, yeah, rough. Like I always say, I made it through a biology class in my freshman year because there was a good-looking girl in there, and it was eight in the morning. <laughs> You lived in the same, like she lived, I don't know if we, she lived in the same dorm, but pretty close. And so I'd just be like, follow her to class and just sit there. And I was like, she's good looking. Oh, I guess i take notes. And <laughs> it got me to class. It certainly got me to class. The rest of the labs and stuff I could handle is the actual yeah. you know, tests and everything. Tests and,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that got me through biology was a summer class. And and probably a partner that gave me answers.
0: There you go. <laughs> I had some good ones in high school, like lab partners that were really smart. You know, they go on to go to like Stanford and stuff. And I'm like,
2: wow, yeah.
0: Stephen George, really smart guy, great lab partner to have. Now he makes some. Um, he lives in Hawaii, and I can't. Hawaii,
1: I know that he was in your class, right? Yeah,
0: he was my class, and he was like a like a all state gymnast. Like amazing, I
1: vaguely yeah, I vaguely yeah. remember yeah. Cool. So he
0: went to Stanford, super smart kid. Was it Stanford? Yeah, I think so. And now he, I can't remember what he's making. i might be CBD. CBD's involved, but he lives in Hawaii. I'd have to look it up. But super smart guy helped me get through uh our animal science class. So good. I'll talk his name up anytime. <laughs> I should get him on the show. That's why you should do that.
2: No do kidding. No kidding.
0: Try to get him all. Um, So you're in college and you got all these, um, majors.
1: Oh no, they were uh, My major was psychology and then minors. I did know at that point, I, I pretty much knew, or at least I thought I knew I wanted to be, I wanted to be a superintendent of like a juvenile delinquency, like a detention center. Why? Huh? Why? (laughs) Um, or I wanted to be like a psychologist with gang members. um. I don't know I just thought it was really fascinating just the whole like I don't know I've just always been I've always been intrigued by that like whatever that that movie married to the mafia from I don't even know the 80s or something I don't know I always thought that was the coolest show and I don't know why but (laughs) just intrigued me it's since changed but um, yeah yeah
0: so after you finished up in at the University of Wyoming, where did you go from there?
1: Well, I got married, so I met my husband. Uh, he's no longer my my current husband. We were married for ten years and then um, got a divorce. But I met I met I met him. Um, he was a bartender, and we moved to Vermont, where he went to culinary school. So he and my daughter and I moved to Vermont, and we lived there. Um, well, kind of back and forth between Vermont and Michigan, because uh, oh. he would do his internships in Michigan. And so um, that was kind of cool. I, I love Michigan. Uh, Vermont was, it was a different, I mean, it was nice. It was just different. Not East like
0: the I um, live there. I go East Coast. I was like, I live there. I get it.
1: Yeah, they're not so friendly.
0: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> I was a little bit shocked by that.
0: I, I lived in New York during
1: 9-11. Oh, yeah. my gosh.
0: Yeah, and working in the news, that's a whole different, like, I'm sure yeah. I, I have, my mom says I bury a lot of it, which is probably true. I don't pay, I don't, like, watch movies. I don't, I don't, the day is rough a little bit. I didn't know any people that, I knew one guy that ran in, he was a New York police officer mm-hmm. and ran in to save people and never came out. He was part of the video crew and then he would freelance with us but since I didn't grow up there or anything like that, I didn't know many people. And I mean, and I hear all these stories of like my friend's parents just missing out on a meeting or something there. I was there the week before at the hotel across the street from the world trade center. Like if my meeting had been a week later, I would have, would have made it out, but it would have been just crazy. But I yeah. remember we were right next to it. And I, that night I sat and stared at it. Like I opened up the curtains, I didn't watch TV. I drank a beer and watched, I stared at the trade center cause it was so massive right outside my window. It was the millennial hotel. And, but that was like 9-11 that day. And the day after New Yorkers were nice to each other. And then it was back to not so much. Um, yeah. The hard, it's hard. I mean, from being from Wyoming and such that we're used to at least acknowledging, smiling at people on the street. Mm-hmm. And out there, they take it a whole different way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. They're, they're not super friendly by any means. And and I think that goes up into Vermont. True. There's a few friendly people. But you would think, you know, Vermont's reputation, you would think, or I maybe you would think that they're friendly. No, not so much.
0: No, I, I believe you. I do believe you. I think <laughs> there's a lot, like to i'm like you stack you put so many people in a square foot of area the east coast just crammed full of people yes and that just makes you angry and like i noticed the when i moved back like i was like wow i feel like i can breathe and i can smile and i can see the distance and Wow, this is just a better feel, and I always try to convince my New York friends, like move out here. You know, it's cheaper, all that stuff. Not, not yet. But then I don't know. Maybe with COVID, uh, maybe they might do it now. But I was like,
1: well, yeah, and then drive up the house prices.
0: <laughs> they, <laughs> I guess that's going on in Laramie.
1: It is. It's going on. It's going on here in Spokane. It's. I saw it in Montana. Like all the people now with that are working from home with COVID. They can move wherever.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It is true. We were just talking about tonight, my girlfriend and I about like, or maybe it was last night about how that changes like remote working and if we're gonna need like call centers and all this stuff. And I was like, well, sure, the efficiency of it is good, it's all right, but the social factor of it's gonna screw us up. We joked, we went to a wedding in small can small Kansas, little tiny one of our uh, relatives. And like, I was at a convenience store and I spilled my drink all over stuff. We, I was like, man, I just haven't been around people. Like, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> I've lost my social, even though I work at university, I'm in my office, but like, there's less, yeah. less people and everything. And I don't see a lot of people in a day. And so, like, sure. I was like, ah, oh, I can't be in public. And I was like, we can't make this a thing. Like, working from home is. All right, and can be done, but we need some social interaction.
1: Yes, we do.
0: Just so we we're do. not weird. Like, right. or And our kids aren't weird.
1: Right. So
0: we need, right. A, you know, like <laughs> a, t- a day, a, a year of, okay, let's just, you know, put down the electronics and everybody just look, look at each other. Okay, you're real people out there and stuff would be, and I know that, not maybe a year, but th- that I, day will I, come.
1: I, wait, maybe. I'm not sure they would know what to do. Yeah. Know? younger but that's
0: okay <laughs> yes oh the younger generation yes without the electronics of course
1: right, right. yes
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. it's uh is it, it, i i commented about i don't know five six years ago i'm walking in the university of wyoming classroom building and i'm walking down some stairs and i'm at the top of the stairs my phone's put away because i can't walk still like can't do multiple things sometimes
2: yeah, And also
0: I like to see other people run into stuff because their phones are out. But it was like just mass hysteria. Like nobody knew how to go up the stairs on the right and the left. Like people just charging up wherever. And I was like, have we lost all like social norms have gone out the window because we're all focused on this thing. Yes. And I'm like, we need to, or, or, or you got music in and so you're clueless. No, I love this music, but you're clueless too just the movement of people yeah yeah and then I, we have, to have signs <laughs> keep to the right just because of COVID and everything but i was like these should just stay in place just to give people like keep to the right we're in america the united states one another country is a different story but right yeah yeah,
1: yeah it's <laughs> it's definitely affecting our, our social skills for
0: sure <laughs> so sorry got on tangent there you're out in vermont Split in time between Michigan. And your husband now, I guess, is what, what these days is an ex-husband. Yeah. And so what got you back west?
1: Well, so we decided to move to Washington, Spokane, Washington, because it was a big enough city that we thought would cover both of our areas for careers. Okay. Um, close enough to family and um, but not huge neither of us wanted to be in a huge city so we moved back to Spokane and um I've stayed here ever since so yeah family was the reason and uh and it's been a pretty good place to raise raise kids so
0: So you had more kids I did you did
1: yes then I had a son so speaking about age differences yeah my, my I had my daughter and then when she was eight I had my son and he's now he's now oh gosh 19. Oh, and um and then you know life happens and my ex and I we ended up divorcing. Um and I remarried and decided crazy to have another child, which I never thought, yeah. So that age gap is 12 years. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Not
0: bad. I did. My little sister and I are 11, so I get it.
1: I, I guess not
0: too bad. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> there are times where I time, definitely times where I're like, especially when I'm younger, but even nowadays where I'll say, I'll reference something and she's just like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah. come on. Be around in the 80s. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, wait, you were born then. <laughs>
1: <know>. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see that with both my older kids and then my younger, I'm sure they're going to. Yeah. Have a hard time with getting her to remember certain things that she wasn't even around for.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) But then she'd be like, well, I'll take care of you too. when you're old.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what your sister does.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I tell her that. (laughs) I'm like nine more years. I'm going to retire. You're going to take care. No, I'm not retiring. (laughs) I can take, I can. Collect my retirement in nine years. I'm not retiring in nine years, but I joke. I'm I always joke like I'm done. I'm from retired. the
1: university, are you going to retire from the university?
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope yeah. my career. Like I dodged. A, it seems oh, dodge is not a, maybe not a good word, but got lucky. And uh, there's been layoffs so many in my 17 years here, and yeah. I think we're about to do another chunk. I okay, guess. It's well, the state, <sighs> a state that run is just yeah. Primarily, its income is all minerals, and there's just no way like to squeeze more mineral money out of this state of Wyoming. Right. And so we need better income, and then timing. That's just not they're not looking for it, or they're not open for it. And so they just cut everything. And education is always first on the chopping block because yeah, yeah, nobody sees the the dollar amount now (laughs) pays off later and so right. like, like yeah like oh we'll educate our kids now so we don't have to worry about this problem later we can have better income coming to the state but hey yeah whatever and uh yeah i'm not bitter about it i, I just hate
2: run for it. governor
0: yeah <laughs> I, i'm always like i've thought about politics here and there but i was like i have a price like i think i ran out a price yes to completely go against some core values on mine for enough money. I know I would break. I know myself <laughs> and I'm not going to do that. It's not right. Like
2: right.
0: Uh, hopefully some of these politicians don't have the same you know, scruples as I do in that, in that situation. Cause I know myself, but yeah, I've never seen that kind of money that these people go in as politicians yeah. making, you know, a couple hundred thousand, they come out multi-millionaires on the other side. I'm like, for What? For list right. stuff, for ah, yeah. I, I agree.
1: I would agree. Yeah, that it, it would be a hard job. Cause golly, yeah.
0: yeah. If they, I would, be, I would take it if that wasn't involved. Like, if you just made your standard money for the, you know, whatever they paid a senator, or whatever, whatever they paid you, and there was no way to like, like lobby money didn't exist, then I wouldn't have to worry about such a, such a corruption in my head, but it's what it is so I don't do it I'll just give those people those ideas like you can have that take that run with it all right I don't want to be a
2: politician
0: yeah, yeah I don't want to be a politician <laughs> plus there's your background gets way too scrutinized and oh, your yeah. friends and your people and I'm like I like those people in my life I don't need their you know dirty laundry aired. that's cool right Mine, mine's fine but not there. theirs <laughs> so, yeah.
1: yeah that would be tough that
0: would be yeah, tough. so, so raise a couple kids, married out, and still can I love that you live in the northwest because I'm a Portland, Oregon native. Of oh, North. right,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So, do you get my, back
1: there very often?
0: Um, a couple times. Every other, I don't know, three or four years. Mm-hmm. Try to get out there. My dad lives in Sandy, Oregon, which yeah. is as you're about 45 minutes from Portland.
1: Oh, okay oh, okay yeah
0: it's the smallest t- arts <laughs> used to be the smallest town or smallest city before the mount ma- or smallest town now it's a huge old city like it's probably bigger than
2: Miami wow
0: so, yeah he yeah, kind lives out in the country they almost got their house almost caught some fires out wow. there yeah
1: oh, right with the fires this past summer or summer fall yeah yeah that was oof
0: they got them and they got evacuated out of their house because they live out in the kind of boons, which is cool. But when you know the forest is burning, they live in the forest, so right. Uh, they got it, nothing happened structurally or anything like that. It was just lots of smoke. They went over to Camas, Washington, where my stepsister lives,
2: mm-hmm. and then
0: like they got back in and Laramie started filling up with smoke because we had part of the snowy range. on the oh, really? Backside, yeah.
2: Back. Wait, um, oh, okay.
0: <clears throat> excuse me and it's still burning but it's some percent contained but then the colorado one just kicked up huge uh down by estes park oh. now so we're all hoping the snow that we're getting detours down
2: no kidding
0: some of these fires it's it it's beetle kill in our forests and you can't get it out fast enough and, it, yeah. and then anything sets thought well droughts and all that stuff so yeah. Very dry. And
2: yes.
0: Yeah. A rough yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They live out there in Oregon. I try to get back. Uh, I have some relatives up in um, Washington, cousins, aunts, uncles. Um, yeah. I, I really didn't grow up around that much. I mean, now reconnect on Facebook and everything. Um, but, like, it was kind of nice because I didn't have to deal with, like, family issues living in laramie wyoming like extended family issues <laughs> they were not here and not anywhere close and if the, i was the only flask for my like for states it still probably can be i think <laughs> so it's kind of cool nice
1: yeah to not have family drama
0: oh yeah i hear i see it in a lot of people and, and hear about and especially like new york there are a lot of family drama out there
1: oh i nobody can imagine leaves.
0: nobody yeah. yeah well yeah
1: and East Coast is grumpy.
0: And the grumpy East Coasters. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we kind of spoke about this a little bit prior to uh, um, doing this interview. We have an interesting profession.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, how did you get into it? What is it and how did you get into it?
1: <clears throat> well, so I am a certified sex therapist. And I. Um, and a certified sex educator. I got into it by, um, I went back and got my master's degree in counseling and um, just really having worked at community mental health agencies, they would not allow anybody to talk relationships or sex or anything like that with the clients that we were working with. And I just kind of went against the system and like was talking to a couple of them. And and I think there was a relief that they felt in terms of like, oh, we can get some some sort of normal interaction, normal conversation. We're not just about our illness. And so I just kind of, that's what really got me interested in exploring it. And I knew I wanted to do counseling, but I saw it as a more holistic approach to counseling. Um, And then I, the degree that I do it, um, I probably just fell into because I'm, I believe I'm the only certified sex therapist or one of the only between Seattle and Chicago.
2: Um,
1: I'm licensed in Montana and at least right now, kind of provisionally licensed in Wyoming, but we'll be like extending that. Uh, once the state of emergency ends, but yeah, I'd be the only sex certified sex therapist offering services in Wyoming, Montana. I'm licensed in Idaho and Washington. So I, um, I've been providing telehealth for longer than COVID, but I, um, yeah, there's a lot to that. So I don't really work with trauma, but I, I guess I tend to work with the fun stuff. I guess. So I'm a kink knowledgeable professional, okay. which, um, that's probably its own podcast, but sure. <laughs> it, it's everything to do with, you know, the whole, uh, BDSM fetishes pair paraphilias, polyamory swinging, anything like that. Um, I also work a lot with gender diversity and, um, obviously, um, uh, diverse orientations. So, and a lot of it is they'll come to me because they want to have a counselor that they don't have to educate on that oh. stuff. So, it's a lot of normal, ca- like typical, I won't say normal, but typical counseling um, for people who have different things that they don't want to have to educate their counselor on. So, okay. that yeah. makes a
0: whole lot of sense. I, mean, and, and to, yeah, to not like, yeah, I could see how counselors have like specific areas they like to go into. I've done some, gone into some counseling here and there. And, you know, they, they're definitely ones where like they want to focus on this area and this area. But if you want to focus on this this area and they can't, yes, you know, it's great that you can. And they probably also need someone to go, okay, this isn't as weird as you are thinking it is.
1: Right. You know, well, yeah. To be
0: a... able to talk about it. And yes, I'm not trying to like pull any story, like anything like that, but, or make fun of it by any means. Yeah. It's like, like it's a serious subject.
1: Right. No, I get it.
0: And so like, I mean, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like you would get into it and now I didn't know, like, there's not many of you. Like no. it started certifications go. So it's good that you can be via telehealth. That's what I was going to ask. About obviously, in these days and age, you got to do it this way via video. Yeah. Um, are you guys set up like you have a special HIPAA compliant connection? I do.
1: I do. Yep. Yeah, I've had that for years. So I have a HIPAA compliant. Everything is, you know, follows HIPAA. And, um, you know, a lot of times, I mean, for the most part, people preferred to come into my office, but for those that are much further away, yeah, it's all HIPAA compliant. And, and I would agree like the, the other counselors I'll do also like infidelity recovery and that's a, a lot of counselors will find themselves like aligning with the wounded party and can't do that in counseling, you know, when you're working through that recovery. And so without that training, it's hard. And, um, And then, yeah, I mean, a part of it is like education, but when people want to open up their relationship to swinging or polyamory and they need somebody to coach them through it, those are things that I do.
0: So do you talk to couples as well, or is it primarily individuals?
1: I talk to couples, individuals, triads, dyads, whatever number of people that are coming in that are in the relationship. Yep. So it's a, it's pretty diverse. I I never have a dull day.
0: No, uh, yes. Yes. That is true. (laughs) That is true. And hopefully they're very helpful days to your, to your clients and such.
1: Hopefully I've been in private practice for 10 years. So, uh, I guess, and I'm booked out. I mean,
0: there's yeah. generally a waiting list. So, um, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, I, I surprised when you said there was, like, I'm going back to this, but when you said there wasn't a lot of you, I'm just surprised because it seems like uh, we need therapy. We all do. Yeah. And not when we have therapy about sex, like, that it just makes sense. Like, that seems like that would be hand in hand in a lot of therapies, or I mean, because. It is an area, and we all remember sex ed, where it was just like, right. and the penis, and the vagina, and like, yes. like there's no love, there's no feeling, there is just very science.
1: Right, and and actually, up until more recently, um, sex education programs would not allow the word pleasure at all in it, like, and I don't remember that from my education i don't know maybe when they pulled the boys out did they
0: um, nah, was no nah. pleasure talk <laughs> i don't remember like it, it was very scientific yes and, and even though the, the teachers have taught it for so long they were definitely very like dot 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 like let's get through this they could be the greatest health teacher yeah but that part of the curriculum, they're just like, ah. And I understand teaching to the kids at the young age and we're goofballs about it and everything. But it's something that needs to be discussed and talked about, all aspects of it, not just the, the very scientific. Aspect. Right. And maybe it's something as I, you know, crazy in these days that we do bring it into the classroom that way. And and say, yes, there is a pleasure side of it. Yes, there is a Heartache is part of it too.
1: Yes. Yeah. And everything. And, and kind of making it so that like porn and friends aren't the only way that kids learn about sex, but I'll tell you a funny thing I've had. I have parents who will call me um, to give their kids the sex talk. And, and it's so funny because then the parents also want to sit in on it too, which is fine. I don't care. Like, and it's not like, I don't think they're doing it because they want to, um, like monitor the information because I'm pretty upfront and and they can tell by my website, I'm going to be pretty upfront with what we talk about. And, um, but they are, the parents are super interested in, in what, what, what's being said too. So
0: I would also think, well, if they have other kids, it's a delivery too. Like you probably know how to break it down in a way, it's just not as awkward as a parent trying to explain to their their child without the proper background, and so they're probably like, "Oh, that was a good one," uh, <laughs> you know, or that you know, maybe pass on advice to their friends. You know,
1: right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get lots of people who will. I mean, it's always a conversation starter, and my, my husband. Oh, he loves telling everybody what I do. Oh, he just loves that. He loves to see their reaction.
0: <laughs> I understand having a significant other that's in a very fascinating field because mine is the more. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Death talk happens. <laughs> you, you get sex talk. That sounds like fun. I get <laughs> death talk you know, yeah. for a while. And after so long, I'm like, I kind of gloss over really fast, like what she does. And then people are like, wait a minute. <laughs> and like, yeah. And I was like, yes. And then like, have you? And I was like, I've worked funerals. I've carried out bonnie's. Yes, I've done that kind of stuff. I don't like to. I do it in a pinch. Uh, my world's technology. That's what I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I, I can do that aspect of it. And I was like, we have a phone in our house, a landline that rings any time of the day. And that's basically saying someone's dying.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's the harder part to zone out when that phone rings. Because I have to go. Okay, it was just maybe it's somebody giving information, not my friend's mom just died.
2: Yeah, I live in a town.
0: I live in a town where all my friends grew up, you know, and I live here too. I run in grandparents right about now, and some parents here and there. It's and knowing, knowing sometimes what my friends do, and I'm like, yeah, that
2: would be that would be really hard.
0: Yeah, and knowing certain certain deaths knowing what happened real before it hits the street is interesting people like did you know and i'm like yes but i could not say a word so right Right. yeah well
1: yeah i don't know i i know i've i've drugged my husband to a few trainings i think the one that made him the most uncomfortable was it was in a bdsm dungeon so um it was just interesting because I well, I don't know that it made him uncomfortable. He just found it interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, as like as myself, when you don't uh, experience pleasure from pain at all, like those those situations, it is an interesting situation. It is, you're like, wow. But uh, you know, you try, I try to wrap my mind around like, okay, this person's this makes them feel good and this makes them oh, great. It's, yeah. Doesn't work for me. So I'm like, please, please be nicer to that person. (laughs) don't hurt him anymore. Right. Like, yes, I'm like, I'm not into that. Like, it's so, I could see where you're, yeah, you could find it fascinating. But yeah, at least he's a good sport about it and everything. And
1: yeah, I think he, he, because I'll get, I I get samples from various companies as well. So I think he, you know, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that's good. (laughs)
1: so yeah yeah
0: so I got my last question okay all folk because it's the name of the show all my friends uh how'd we meet oh
1: (laughs) so do you remember um Mr. Lewis's class I think you were what you were a senior or a sophomore I can't remember
0: Senior, I was a year older than you. Uh,
1: yeah, I knew you were a year older, but it was, cause you, yeah, it was that. And so it was DECA.
0: Was it, were you and DECA when you were sophomore or junior? Do you remember?
1: Both. Both. I, I think, yeah, well, so wh- when did you- well, so I'm talking-
0: marketing one was like Mr. Clark and then Lewis oh. was marketing two, advanced marketing. Whatever. yeah.
1: When did you have Mr. Lewis?
0: my junior and senior year
1: oh okay so i yeah i would have been a sophomore so i think yeah i did have i think i did i don't know did we meet then in 10th or 11th when i was in 10th or 11th i can't remember it was in mr lewis's class
0: definitely or yeah because i know you i was el presidente and you were my vice president of DECA.
1: was i really (laughs) i had forgotten that oh my gosh
0: yeah. I was I like, know. trying to think about it. I was like, that's probably where we met. And I was like, did we just meet becoming officers or did we meet in a prior marketing class with like Mr. Lewis or Mr. Clark? And I was like, but I know for sure. Yeah, I was the president and you were.
1: Yeah. Like, Cause I think there was only like, gosh, there was, so that must've been, yeah, that must've been like my, um, well, my, my junior year. Yeah, then. definitely. That, that was yeah because there was only like five people four or five people in that class that we had that we had together
0: yeah yeah it's then that's I, I bet I was in advanced marketing you were in marketing too or whatever. I was Probably. I was senior level thing but they were the same class combined. Right.
1: Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. They the same project or stuff and I was yeah.
1: Yeah because cause were you also there then when Mr Lewis was out for like the rest of the year
0: no all that went down
1: no. okay that was my, probably my senior year then yeah yeah okay
0: i can picture i'm trying to picture I, I i bet i have it somewhere in my house there's a picture with all the officers and myself because you're all females and me like the deck officers i was like i know it exists somewhere
1: if you like, find it you're gonna have to send oh, it yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Because I was like, and I think I don't have a jacket on. Everybody's got the blue va- blazer on. That
1: was not a not a good look.
0: I don't think it fit me because because of football. My arms and chest were too oh, big. My so God. God. Now, did, we,
1: did we also go to like state or something?
0: I didn't did make we? it to Nationals. Nationals was out in there in Washington.
1: Okay, but... Uh, Portland, it
0: was in Portland and I... Passed on it because I or it was like a leadership conference because I had football. Like if I would have gone, I would have missed our state game. If I would have been oh, in, in hindsight, whatever. Where um,
1: where was state at that year?
0: Um Casper, I remember one oh. year Casper. Lam- no, Laramie was mine when I was a sophomore. Um,
1: because I remember going to Denver when I was in tenth grade, but. That-
0: that could have been like the leadership thing too.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Something
0: like that. Those existed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Always got in the way. Look, in retrospect, I'm always like God, because like <laughs> I got way, and I I was in theater a lot. I was in plays. I acted, and I was in drama class and everything. But uh-huh. drew the line. No interference <laughs> in sports. Besides eighth grade, I went out for our school play instead of playing basketball wow yeah and everybody thought oh you can do it and I was like no I'm gonna do the play
1: I was like, <laughs> were you in Portland at that point
0: no I lived here it was like my really? first year living here and actually I truthfully I looked at our basketball team and I was like we suck dude I like, <laughs> and I'd gotten cut in Oregon like they cut players we didn't have been a... and so I was like well maybe my career is over was sick when i got cut i was a reasonable basketball player my dad was pretty good so he made me better yeah uh, i had the killer instinct at football basketball I just like shooting around i wasn't real so i did myself a favor and not playing on teams because i just wouldn't care if we won or lost right so did the school play i had a couple lines i was a doctor and the velveteen rabbit first time i had like makeup on and everything for the park because they made you like an old man and
1: who, who was it? The English teacher who, what was her name? Was she the yeah. one who, Mrs. Odell?
0: That sounds slightly familiar. I okay. Yeah.
1: I, if she, yeah.
0: That I did it. Uh, high school. I dropped the drama class. College. I dropped the class. But by the time I got to college, they were all really good actors.
1: You know, that's funny. I went to a drama school one summer in Santa Fe and we did West Side Story. Oh, cool. Maybe maybe we talked about that in tenth well back in that's awesome.
0: I remember I I read West Side Story probably in ninth grade, and "Oh "Oh, Romeo and Juliet." (laughs) Yeah, you know, I didn't didn't know that story. I knew it through West Side Story, but did not know that it was real Romeo and Juliet stuff. You know? Oh, you didn't. I don't think I got it until, like, I was reading it and was like, this sounds, I kind of sounds like Romeo and Juliet.
1: <laughs> well, I have to say, Mr. Lewis's class, that was probably one of the funnest class. We could mess around so much. I feel bad as much as we messed around, but that was a fun class.
0: I checked myself out of high school. Like, do you the the main, uh, you were supposed to write a paper on setting up a business in Laramie and you had to do the research and get like, Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah.
0: I set up like a, like a lids, like a hat place in Laramie. And it was like <laughs> dealing with pie in the sky money. There was no, like you could spend whatever. Right. So you just had to find out what some costs and like marketing stuff and such. Right. Well, so, like at the time I had high school girlfriend, I was like, Oh, double lunches. It looks like, you know, <laughs> Uh and so I checked myself and he didn't he'd be like, I don't care what you do.
1: Yeah, he didn't.
0: I, know you're he, leaving. I was like, all right.
1: right. And and weren't we in the block hours at that point? Like no, so it was like
0: a, I was still 50 minutes.
2: Oh
0: I remember yeah. looking back going, You guys got screwed. <laughs> I was like, I can't handle an hour and a half class in college, let alone high school. I was like, That sucks. And I had friends in high school and I used to be like, God, I'm glad I graduated. Yeah. Well, it
1: wasn't that that fun, except uh you know, Mr. Lewis's class, then you just got more it. time to kind of do whatever. So yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I think he loved it that I was a male. He had he some did. female, like presidents, and that really you guys dominated it all. And so like he would constantly like we'd work on speeches together, we work on a lot of stuff together, like he would groomed me up so much and made me probably started off my public speaking side of like being comfortable Really? yeah being comfortable in front of people it, speaking in front of people Um that's cool i think that was the beginning decade definitely yeah
2: like
0: later on in life people were like you'll talk to anybody and i was like yeah what are they gonna do say no or like walk away now whatever yeah well yeah. i was like i didn't you know i didn't think you'd ever punch me or anything like that but i was like i have no i had no, fear in a lot of in situations like that
2: talking oh, to girls cool. is a
0: different story but speaking in public that was easy
1: not a, not hard yeah
0: it still is like i don't mind at, all. <laughs> so still, mind at all
1: still hard talking to girls
0: uh no not as much oh that's good yeah we totally went away after a while
2: <laughs> right It
0: was like i don't know uh I, I don't know when that happened dj that's all that that was easy to talk to and i guess it never really was that difficult and liquid courage everybody gets it oh of course of course
1: yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's fun (laughs) so
0: well i want to thank you for oh be on the show
2: yes website
0: give the website out oh my website practice here in wyoming
1: i can it's www.nwsexualcounseling.com so northwestsexualcounseling.com.
0: Is there a Facebook page?
1: No, but oh. I have interns who I'm having them work on that. So okay. eventually there's an Instagram. That's good. Yep.
0: And people that know us will see this posted <laughs> on Facebook. You no, know, oh, Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so uh, yep.
0: Got the website. And so they probably could look it up on, on your Facebook page as well.
1: Yeah. And, for the most part, people can just Google my name. And um, usually I come up, well, not all the time in like Montana and Wyoming, but pretty much if they Google my name and sex therapy, they're going to find me pretty easily.
0: But there is a waiting list, people. There is a waiting list. So
1: maybe I'd get you in if I, if I knew you or something, I don't know.
0: Or you heard it here on the (laughs) podcast. She knows you i get you in. Let's see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll by see. Case by case scenario, as it always is. Right. I, don't know. I want to thank you for giving me your time and being on the show.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. It was good to catch up.
0: These podcasts are just great for remembering the good old days. Zita did not remember being the vice president to me being the president of DECA in fall of 91, spring of 92. DECA, I think it's Distributive Education Clubs of America. It's all about marketing and such. Uh, I was not good at it, and the reason I joined DECA when I was a sophomore, it was because uh, two girls came and spoke to us, uh, our ninth grade class, about joining clubs, and they're really attractive, and I joined, but they were seniors and had graduated. So kind of got... Hoodwinked winked on that one, but I had a good time in the club and I eventually became president and it taught me how to become a public speaker and not be afraid to speak in front of large crowds. Doesn't phase me today. Mr. Lewis helped me out with that. Helped me write speeches and learn, uh, was it Robert Rules of Order and how to conduct a formal meeting. So uh, I had some good times and Deca and Zita was a part of it. I also contributed to her high school drinking a few times. Now, Zita spoke about her brother, Burl. Now, Burl, if you're listening, I'd love to have you on the show if you're interested. So have your people, talk to my people, you know. On to the next podcast.